We're letting the ponies out of the barn and kicking off another day of Sooner Sports Talk. It's time for the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. Hit the guys up on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Now, live from the Palace in Piedmont and the Brown O'Haver Studios in Norman, here are Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. Look, fellas, I apologize if, you know, I seemed like I was a little short with you after the game. I don't know that there's a whole lot more to say now, but it's not your fault. Dead on. Yes. The Raiders sideline explodes. I give a jackpot, partner. Jackpot, There you baby. go. <laughs> Takes the snap. Fires. Caught. Touchdown. A touchdown back right of the end zone for Emir Smith-Marset. And the Minnesota Vikings have taken a 16-3 lead. Get his open and lays it in. Thunder by one, 96-95 with 50 seconds to play. Thunder fell by the most lopsided margin in league history, 73 points, 152-79, 18 short days ago. Tonight, they come back to the scene of that crime and knock the Grizzlies off, 102-99. Third and goal from the four-yard line. Here's the snap and a fake handoff and he lobs it into the end zone, caught by Hall, touchdown Tulsa. The fake handoff and Brynn just shot, puts it into the end zone. Ethan Hall catches it and the Golden Hurricane has made it 29-10 with 9.04 to play. Goodness, what a play by Davis Brynn. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays, everyone. Hour two, zero in the morning show on a Tuesday, December 21. Anybody ever done a movie, TJ, about the reindeer? What do you mean? Like Rudolph and them? I feel like there is a story to be told there about how the other eight reindeer cope with the sudden fame of Rudolph. Hmm. You know what I mean? I get that. Uh, yeah, I get that storyline. Now, we have the animated, uh, you know, the they're not kind of puppets, that uh, old school, but it didn't really, like, follow up once Rudolph kind of hit it no, big. No, no, I'm know? not talking about the story of Rudolph. There's been plenty of movies and books right. and stories written about Rudolph. Mine is, would be more of a... Probably a dark side of the reindeer movie. Oh, that'd be pretty good. That's not a bad idea, actually. No, it's a brilliant idea. Thank you. <laughs> M- maybe it is, uh, you know, like uh, one of them, well, probably a couple of them uh, are, because they've been, they've been reindeering for a long time before Rudolph came along. Oh, yeah. Perfectly fine. Yeah. With... No hoopla or songs written about them. They just been crisscrossing the world, delivering gifts to children who were nice. And getting the job done. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, here comes Rudolph to save the day. And it was 
great. They needed him, TJ. They needed him to save the day, and he did it. And and it's great. It's a great story. But all of a sudden, he's the star, and these other eight reindeer who had been getting the job done for years and years and years are just a line in the song, and that's it. Nobody cares about him anymore. That's it's all right. about Rudolph. That's true. It's just when like- they show up to an autograph signing, or who's got the longest autograph line? Rudolph. That's Rudolph, yeah. He's the quarterback. And uh, he's got the nose that shines so bright and all that kind of stuff. Now, they did tease him. I mean, they probably they brought it on themselves because they used to tease him in all their reindeer games. But I want to know, like, after this, what has happened to Donner and Blitzen and Vixen and all those guys? Uh, have they stuck with it? Did it drive them into retirement? Did any of them fall into gambling or addiction? Maybe, yeah. you know, Dark side of things. Hopefully not. I don't want to bring anything up. This texture on know. the Air Comfort Solutions text line says, I've heard some of the reindeer were in the transfer portal, portal for a while. That's kind of what I'm hitting at there. Kind you know, of feels did like, they... It kind of feels like how sync feels about Justin Timberlake is what this takes. Yeah, says. right, right. Were uh... there any reindeer-only meetings? You know what I mean? Where they got together and said, hey, who's going to go talk to the big man about this? Because this has gotten out of hand. So my movie, TJ, what you would have would be it starts with that famous night when he saves the day. And then afterwards, Rudolph gets a little cocky. Uh, understandably so. Fame gets to him a little bit. And the other eight reindeer go into their lives back in, you know, wherever. Uh, reindeerville. So, yeah. I don't want to write the whole movie right here because somebody may steal our idea, but. I think there's something there. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I think it would be a great live action. Uh, you know, the the way they can do things with live action now and animate the deer talking and stuff. I think it'd be a tremendous dark. One of them's drama. got like a Jersey accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of them try to take out Rudolph in the <laughs> middle of the night. <laughs> And then a third one says, what are you doing? Get a hold of yourself and talk some sense into him, you know? <laughs> Again, here I go. T- tell him the whole movie. I'm going to give it away. Come on. Get the script done. I've got connections yeah, to the people in Hollywood. You get the script do done and we'll get it made. You know what we could do? We could ambush uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Scorsese and uh, DiCaprio uh, while they're in town. <laughs> get Le- get Leo to voice Rudolph. Yeah. Show up in Pahuska on the set and say, Leo! <laughs> Leo! I've got a reindeer movie hey, here. I wanted you to I look got, at. I got, a, I got a script that I want you to look at if you don't That mind. never happens to him or Scorsese. <laughs> this is definitely a Scorsese movie that we're talking about here. <laughs> definitely. Joe, Joe Pesci as Donner. Dasher pulls out a machine gun at some point. <laughs> All right, we've gone off the deep end. Now. <laughs> no, no, Speaking far. of transfer portal, did you see that uh, Bo Nix, five letters in his whole name, is going to Oregon? Yeah, I saw that. Um, strange fit, it feels for me. Okay, go ahead. Um, 
I can get behind that. He Explain just doesn't yourself. seem like that high power, up tempo, flashy uniform type of player to me. I mean, it just I don't know. It well, just seems like an odd. Fit I think to you me. only got one adjective there, right? They still got the flashy uniforms. I don't think they're high power up tempo. Well, anymore. they're not, but I still want them to be that. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I just I thought he would go and suck in a different uniform somewhere else instead of their sucky uniforms. Can I tell you what Bo Nix is? He's terrible. That's what he is. You don't have to. Tell no, me. I he's know what not he is. He's terrible. terrible. He is terrible. He's, he's not terrible. He has a catchy name, and he played in the SEC. So we made too much out of him. It tends to happen in the SEC. Yeah, and one of his early starts, wasn't it like some flashy Oregon. Was that the game? Okay. okay. In Jerry World. That's right. That's right. He he didn't play great. That's when mom and dad were in the stands every other camera shot. That's right. Right. Yep, yep. He is... He's uh, he's uh, Scoop Morris. That's what he is. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a pretty good comparison, yeah. He can run around. He's got good wheels. Uh, you can sling it a little bit. But just a kind of a run-of-the-mill to slightly above-average college quarterback. No fit, Scoop. If Bo Nix and Scoop Morris changed bodies or names, nobody would ever know. So I think he'll go to Oregon, and they've got a couple of quarterbacks up there. Uh, he'll compete, but we might not ever hear from him again, you know, out there. I, I think know. there's a good chance of that, yeah. Boy, this quarterback transfer portal thing is fascinating. I agree with Ted on this. I think maybe the most interesting transfer portal uh, new home for a quarterback we've had so far is Adrian Martinez to Kansas State. Yes, and so that's the, that's what I'm talking about with Bo. Bo, that fits. Like when I heard that, yeah. I'm like, boy, that's going to be successful. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what I, I was said. like. That's a spot well, for him. Well, crap. That's going to yes. be good. That's yes. a good fit. That's exactly what I said, too. So, no, I agree with that. I mean, he turns it over a ton. But I think in the Kansas State system, where they do lean on the quarterback's legs a bunch, and he can run, and they don't put him in a lot of dangerous throwing situations. You know, it's... You got Deuce Vaughn there. You can hand it to him. You can throw him little swing passes, and Adrian is a threat. He can run. It's like I don't like who's better, Skylar Thompson or Adrian Martinez? Adrian Martinez. You think so? Mm. I lean that way slightly. Yeah, I think the upside is higher for Martinez. He has made way more mistakes than Skyler well, Thompson did in his yes. career. Yeah, true. But he is more gifted. How about that? So you put him with Kleiman, and Kleiman, you know, reins him in a little bit. That's a really nice marriage, I think. So 
but man, I mean, they are moving hot and heavy in that transfer portal. It's just a complete reshuffling of the deck. Adrian Martinez, Nebraska. Spencer Rattler, South Carolina. Bo Nix to Oregon. Uh, Dylan Gabriel uh, ended up at uh, UCLA. Uh, UCLA. He's a good player, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's Casey going to go? I saw someone mention Nebraska, but I don't know if that was just yeah. them throwing out that idea or not. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know if it's a good fit for Casey, but it seems like it would be a good fit for Nebraska. Yeah. For what they like to do. Mobile, big arm, might even be a step up for them for the way they play from Adrian Martinez. Um, I mean, the the game we saw Casey in person this year, he was fabulous. I know he had games where he wasn't as fabulous as he was against Oklahoma. Casey Thompson, who we're talking Yes. Uh, but um, – and then you had the uh, Max Johnson kid uh, going from oh, yeah. LSU he went to, to Texas A&M. A&M, which I thought was a weird move, too. Yeah. I mean, the transfer to A&M from LSU is weird. For A&M to want him that, is yeah. weird. No, I thought both. I thought from both sides it was a weird marriage, which mean, maybe it, that means it works, and he really ends up having a good year with A&M. I just thought it was an odd fit for both sides. Mm-hmm. Where did their quarterback go? Um, I don't think he's declared uh, anywhere. Has Calzada? He? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Not that I know of. I don't think he's. I don't think I've seen it pop up where he's going. So, I feel like half of the quarterbacks in America will be playing for a different school next year. It's. Um, it feels that way. In some of the bigger program, yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, you're double figures, so it's a lot of guys that have moved around. And a lot of names that we know. It's kind of fun. Like, I'm not – I think this whole how many guys are in the transfer portal and is crazy and the, the percentage of them that don't find new homes is shocking and we gotta we got to slow this down. I mean, come on. But the quarterback part of it is a little bit kind of fun. Like, sh- just shuffling the deck. In college, you get this guy, and now this guy's going to move here. I don't know. There's something I'm kind of enjoying about it. The uh, texters are letting us know on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, uh, Max Johnson's brother, one of the top tight end commitments to A&M. So that makes a little sense. So it's the whole play with uh, his brother then. That makes some sense. It's the whole uh, OSU Cade Cunningham approach. (laughs) (laughs) Are they going to put Max on the coaching staff? That might happen next year. Uh, so because of that, though, by the way, Miles Brennan stayed. Remember, he was in the transfer portal, and Max left. So he said, "Well, I'll just stay then." Um, and there's more. Where there's more that we're not thinking of that have uh, been moving around out there, but crazy stuff. All right, quick timeout. We'll hit more of your uh, phone calls and text messages next. It's the T Row in the morning show. No chocolate cup candy hearts to give away. Opinions. No You've got them. We want to hear them. 
Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa as for me and Grandpa, we believe. We are back. T-Row in the morning show on the ref. This hour brought to you by the great people at Saxon Realty Group. Terry and Jackie over there, home of the $8.99 listing fee, saving you thousands of dollars. That home you live in uh, has a chimney too small for Santa to fit down. Perhaps doesn't have a chimney at all and you're ready to move. Find out about their $8.99 listing fee. They can help you and save you thousands of dollars this holiday season. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Toby, don't be pressured into this streaming BS. Oh, okay. This person would like to know, too, why are you doing a game in Texas tonight? I feel like I've told this, but I will, uh, I will uh, retell it. Um... Well, and I don't mind. That sounded snooty. Uh, <laughs> I've already mentioned this once. Why weren't you listening? <laughs> please listen to every minute of every show, people, <laughs> so I don't have to repeat myself. Uh, so Teddy did this a couple of years ago. Remember with the, um, what was it, the first responder bowl? Is that what they call the one? Heart of Dallas yeah. Bowl? Yeah, because what he did was let me know last minute, hey, I, I told a guy I would do a bowl game. Oh, okay. It's right in the middle of my show. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up a bad Thanks. memory for you. <laughs> uh, uh, my buddy down in at TCU, Brian Estridge, play-by-play voice for TCU, owns a production company that uh, over the last several years has purchased the rights to a lot of the minor bowls and a lot of the holiday basketball tournaments. So they've got 15, 20 bowl games now. It's the smaller bowls that ESPN Radio doesn't carry uh, that they provide the national radio broadcast for. So uh, he will invariably ask a, lot, ask a lot of us Big 12 broadcasters if we want to uh, call some extra games for uh, the bowl season. And it's never worked out for me to be able to do it because of OU's basketball and or football schedule. But this year it did. This year there was a game that landed on a night when I could do it, and it didn't require much travel, just drive down to Frisco and back. So I said yes, and Gabe Eichert is going to do the color. Uh, Our spotter, Andrew Shepard, is going down with us tonight. So it's the national radio broadcast for the Frisco Bowl. That's what we're doing tonight. It's really quite... Fantastic, TJ. I've got no pregame, no postgame, no halftime show. All I have to do is sit down, call the game, and come home. So, and it's uh, quite lucrative. Pays in the thousands. It, no, incorrect. That's what I heard. But um, it is. Uh, it's going to be uh, fun. I've, I uh, have been wanting to do this for a few years for him, and hopefully, we can do it again in the future. He's got like uh, all the early bowl games, basically the Bahamas Bowl. Some dude got to go to the Bahamas and call a game, TJ. Uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl yesterday, you know. So a lot of the smaller bowl games, they call it bowl season radio. And uh, 
yeah, I'm going to go help them out tonight. And very much looking forward to it. This texture that said keep I got to call oh, no sorry. bowl games last year. That's so right. Yeah, I'm call I, I forgot two about this that. This year to make yeah. up for it. <laughs> uh, the texture that told us to uh, keep Cox Cable but stream direct TV stream followed that up by say, saying save $80 a month with Bally Sports. Like does uh, Bally right. Sports cost me $80 a month that I can go to I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't see, think that's true. Kids, kids today. Um, a couple of more here, and I'll let you get to uh, the phones. I thought he was going to say Netflix and chilling. I don't know what you said earlier that would have led to that. <laughs> um, companies that overcharge usually have no problem giving you uh, minute discounts when you feel good. Uh-huh. You got uh, to negotiate with those uh, cable people. Um, read that one. Let's see. Vixen became a reindeer pole dancer. Oh, my goodness. That's terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> TJ, your skeptical attitude toward aliens taking over human bodies is very disappointing. The alien-possessed farmer in Men in Black is an all-time great and obviously based on real-life events. Mm-hmm. This is probably true. Uh, the other reindeer were mean to Rudolph, teased him. Maybe some lessons were learned. Well, I, I, and I think that's part of the story. I think that's part of the story, you know. Uh, this text uh, says, hey, Rudolph didn't ask for the opportunity. Santa asked him to save the day. That is true. He did come to Rudolph. I'm not mad at Rudolph. And I'm not saying the other reindeer should be mad at Rudolph. But I wonder, the, the movie is the effects of Rudolph's rise to stardom. His meteoric rise to fame. I just wonder what affects it. Because you see it like with a sibling, you know, like if one of a a sibling, like Michael Jackson, his family, you know, he right. became the shining star. What happened to all the other brothers and sisters? Well, even Michael became quite a star. Like so, my brother. Uh, right. Who? Yes. Like you're a superstar. Exactly. And your brother still eats, what are they called, tuna uh, melties uh, or something uh, like cheesy that? Cheesy Charlies. Cheesy Charlies. <laughs> so I just think there's a lot of different directions we could take this with what kind of effect. Maybe one of them becomes besties with Rudolph. They don't all have to be negative. Could be that one of them or two of them have a problem with it and re- rebel could be that a couple of them ride the coattails of rudolph and are you know they're 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 uh, roadies with him i don't, I don't know. know this one thinks uh, rudolph got very good nil deals it's probably true well i mean we know how it ends We just got to fill in the blanks. We know about the foggy night, right? And then we know about the death of Rudolph. Wait so, a minute. We know about the death got... of Rudolph? No, I guess we... Yeah, Rudolph got ran over. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. It was Grandma that died, right? <laughs> yes. I was thinking kill. Grandma ran over Kids, Rudolph. Rudolph is still alive. Don't... Oh, Wait, man, you just sent kids into panic in the car. Or did... 
Did the Grandma did the got reindeer? ran over by a reindeer walking home from our house Christmas Eve. Grandma got ran Boom. over. Okay, so there's part of the story. But right it was there. just a reindeer. Of, it didn't say it was Rudolph. No, we didn't name the reindeer, but in this movie, it will finally be revealed. Donner was probably drunk and ran Grandma over. Which reindeer murdered Grandma? That will be part of the movie. <laughs> Maybe that's the opening scene is we open on a... You are so uh, dumb. <laughs> like a guy is buzzing into a prison. He's like signing in and he's sitting down in the visitation room and you're waiting to see who enters on the other side. What inmate comes in to sit down and talk to him across from the glass. And then here it is around the corner. Click, 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 clock, click, clock. And it's around. It's Dasher. <laughs> and we find out. That Dasher had Dasher a little bit too much Dasher would never make it in prison. Night. He would never make it in prison. <laughs> Whatever. Whichever. Which which re- which reindeer do you think murdered Grandma? I, I'm thinking it was Donner, but, you know. Okay, so let's be say Dasher. it's Donner. Just be you, Dasher. Would you be happy if we say it's Donner for Pete's sake? <laughs> All right, let's say it. You know what? That makes more sense. Donner, the Don, the mob. There's a whole tie in there. <laughs> right. Donner comes clip-clopping around the corner, sits down. He's got a necklace around his neck that they let him have in prison that says Donner so that we all know which one he is. And he sits down. He's got look, his bags under his eyes. He's got the orange jumpsuit on. And and that's how the movie opens. And you're like, I didn't know. I had a little too much eggnog. I didn't mean to murder Grandma. And then it just goes from there. You know, we see how the rest of the reindeer's lives unfolded after that foggy night. How has this movie not been made? I don't know. I'm actually sitting here wondering how it hasn't been. <laughs> Someone's listening right now in one of these fancy new uh, movie studios they've got in like Oklahoma City and stuff, uh, frantically writing notes. By the way, coming up on The Rush this afternoon, they've got a great oh. new idea for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Steve before we make him wait too much longer. It's too late. This segment's no, over. No, I'm getting Steve in here. I'm making the call. Right. Good morning, Steve. Steve, you got saved Good morning, guys. Good morning. I know you're up against it. I'll make it quick. Um, I can kind of relate the reindeer thing to part of this football season um, with a couple of schools. Uh, Way to bring us back to sports, uh, Steve. Uh, yeah, Caleb Williams came off the bench that foggy night and took this mm-hmm. reindeer team to victory. Well done. <laughs> and the rest of them were told they went into a team meeting with the big guy. And he said, if you don't want to be here, hit the portal. See you guys. See ya. That's a good point, TJ. It's a great tie-in. Like Rattler was blitzing, you know. He was the star reindeer. He was the number one ranked reindeer until Rudolph came along. What, What happened? Now he's in South Carolina. So great job, Steve. We'll take a break. 7.34 in the morning. Quick timeout. Uh, Bob Stoops on that dubious, infamous Oregon onside kick next. T-Row and TJ, they cold. This is the T-Row in the Morning Show. By the way, if you're new to the show and you think that's funny, that'll never happen. 
We did invent uh, the ability to record your DVR remotely from your phone. That's true. You did come up with that. In addition to dozens of other, dozens might be a bit much, four or five other inventions through the years that somebody else has made millions of dollars off of. So uh, don't be surprised if we don't hear of, uh, I would say, working title One Foggy Night coming uh, to a theater soon. (laughs) By the way, we got a text a minute ago that said all the children in Oklahoma are going to need therapy soon. (laughs) There are some dark Christmas movies. Bad Santa, dark Christmas movie. That's true. I saw a snippet of one last night called, uh, was it called Christmas Office Party? It had Jason Bateman in it. Oh, yeah, with uh, Jennifer Aniston's in it, too. Uh, That's just crude, not dark. Well, it's adults. It's for adults. Yeah, sure. My former uh, co-worker, Olivia Munn, was in that movie. Uh, But it's an adult. So this, I think the movie we're making is definitely going to be PG-13. I mean, you definitely don't want the littles in there. You know what I mean, Teach? Because there's going to be a dark element. Yeah, PG-13. I'm I'm going for an R rating here. I mean, it's going to get done. It's going to get done right. (laughs) Um... I want to update everybody on Bowl Mania, uh, but first, I tease this, so let's play it. You're going to enjoy this uh, clip, TJ. So Bob had a press conference yesterday, interim head coach Bob Stoops. And uh, here's back-to-back questions he's asked about the infamous Oregon onside kick. First question comes from Dean. You're not going to hear the question, but you will hear Dean's reaction on the backside. You'll enjoy that. And then another question is going to be asked about it. But I thought it's an interesting answer about, you know, uh, thoughts on that day and how it would be different if they had the technology we have today, all that kind of stuff. So uh, the original question was, how long did it take from when you saw that OU was playing Oregon until somebody asked you about the onside kick? Well, uh, it didn't take long. Of course, I was reminded of it all the time. And... uh, and in fact, uh, Toby Keith sent me the the, the picture of the uh, of uh, Alan Patrick standing there holding, that, showing the, the sidelines the ball, where the officials in the middle of it pointing, like he sees something in there other than a shoe. And uh, so, uh, anyway, I, I was reminded of it immediately, and um, and thought of it immediately. But hey. That has nothing to do with, with this game, so that's that's uh, water under the bridge. And like I said, I still count myself as above eighty percent win with uh, <laughs> since since uh, we won that game. <laughs> uh, thanks. All right. Yeah, Bob, just kind of piggybacking on that Oregon deal. Now that you spent a year in broadcasting, and I've seen you come in contact with Mike Pereira there at the Fox Studio at least once or twice. Just kind of how big all that has gotten, how much, I guess, how we see a game has changed maybe since 2006. Yeah, but it's good. You know, you, you can correct some egregious errors for it, like that one. Uh, it should have been, 
you know, should have been corrected. And I think they do a great job of it in today's game of doing it relatively quickly, maybe not always, but trying to get it right. Um, everybody's too invested, not just players, coaches, fans. Um, you know, there's so much that rides on each game in football. You know, so uh, it's the right thing to do, to get it right. Um, and that's what replay's for. And uh, and for the most part, it really works pretty well, I think. Uh, you know, the games I see, they, they you know, they do get it right, and it makes a difference in, in, in the game. Not a part of that clip, but in another answer, uh, Tej, he said um, a lot of people gave me credit for keeping my cool throughout that whole situation. He goes, I didn't know at the time, you know, I didn't know that Alan Patrick had the football, the pictures that all of you guys were seeing until after the game. I think think he said he was on the plane home or the bus home or something like that. He said, if I had seen that at the time, uh, I would have been suspended. (laughs) 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 Blown a gasket. So uh, I think it would just be tremendous if he opened the game with an onside kick. Oh, that'd be great. I say go for it. I go I say go for it. It's still this many years later how famous that play is and how it even happened. Like, it, still to this day, I can't remember who I was doing post-game with that day, and I basically told him to go home, and I just yelled for like an hour and a half, two hours straight. Just <laughs> On yelled. the radio? On the radio. I was just yelling. <laughs> I don't even remember who it was. I told him to leave the studio, I think. I was like, go ahead and leave. I got this. You kicked him out? I go, go ahead. <laughs> this is going to be a one-man show today. <laughs> no, I'm teasing a little bit. But, yeah, I do remember just yelling that day for two hours straight after that game. And still to this day, it's like, how does the play like that even happen, you know? Forget how replay has advanced and all of that. It's just the guy standing there with the ball in the air. But they're they're still looking for it. So, anyway. I told you I went on the uh, podcast up in Oregon a couple weeks back, and they asked me if people still talk about that play down here or not. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) Uh, yes. Don't bring up Oregon or Boise State, please. Yeah, they still talk about it. I'm sure you have, but the NFL started doing something this year that I really like. I think college should, at least in the Power Five, they should implement it, which is that I and the Sky ref, I mean, the, the replay official is more than a replay official, and it, and he's got a communication into the ear of the white hat, and if something happens on the field that immediately he picks up on, like he just tells them, and they don't have to stop the game. Well. So if, like, there's an obvious incomplete pass that's called a catch, he can just tell the ref, no, that was incomplete. And they go, all right, incomplete. And they just keep going. They don't have the ref to run down to the 20, pull out it happened the last monitor. Night. Yeah, it happened okay. last night in the Bears game. Um, Bears got a stop, but they marked the ball wrong by, like, a yard and a half, giving uh, Minnesota the first down. And the Bears uh, coach, everybody was going nuts on their sideline. And then all of a sudden – uh, they were punting, and even the booth was confused because he had thrown the flag to challenge it and all that, and they go, huh, someone upstairs must have got to someone. They've already got it solved. They're punting. It's fourth down. Yeah. So, yeah. It's great. It keep, I mean, as long as you trust the guy upstairs, that's the really the only you know, possible negative to it is that the guy upstairs doesn't know what he's doing. But as long as he does, 
man, it, it just it prevents so many stoppages. I like it. I think it's a good idea. Uh, all right. Let's update everybody on Bowl Mania uh, when we come back. 7.46 in the morning, Tuesday edition, Christmas week edition. T-Row in the morning show back after this. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go... We're back on the T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Check them out online. Find out all the information on their $8.99 listing fee. They do not discount their service. There's no hidden fees. $8.99. SaxonRealtyGroup.com or give them a call. 405-361-3380. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Oh, my goodness. It's gotten so busy. Um, wasn't Rudolph one of the reindeer's sons in the old movie? I believe Donner was his dad, I think. Huh. Yeah. I don't remember that part of the story. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. that, that's not a problem. That creates a father-son storyline there that could be heartwarming. Several suggestions coming in for the title. Unhitch the reindeer. Unhitch the sleigh. Uh, yeah, this one is confirming that Donner is Rudolph's dad, so that would make the plot interesting. Uh, I like that idea a lot. Donner is Tanya Harding with a steel pipe, and Rudolph is Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan. <laughs> Come on now. Boy, when you get on Toby's bad side, you never get off. I'm just curious, what did Chandler Morris personally do to offend Toby? <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't Scoop that offended Toby. It was the rush and their love for uh, Scoop Morris that offended Toby Rowland. I like Scoop Morris. I don't. I'm not offended. Uh, no, Scoop Morris hadn't done anything to offend me. I just have a different opinion of like I think the guys in the afternoon thought he was a superstar. Because he had completed three of his five passes. One of them, uh, incompletion, was thrown directly to the other team. And that was all the debate was. And it became kind of a running uh, joke that they love Scoop Morris, and I thought Tanner Mordecai was better. Which, I'm going to kind of stick with that, I think. So Chandler, not on my bad side. Uh, from everything I've heard, delightful young man. And really had a great game against Baylor last year. But I think he's Bo Nix, and that's nothing wrong with that. Bo Nix has had a you know a decent little college career, and I just think that's what Chandler Morris is. Undersized, slightly above average college quarterback. Disagree with that? I'm just wondering if people do still refer to people as delightful in today's world. Oh, you don't know Scoop? He's delightful. <laughs> yeah, they do. I think it... Uh, <laughs> Like church afterglows. That's when they do. What a delightful sermon. What a delightful young man. Uh, Happy first day of winter. Toby and TJ, the Rudolph story is the biblical story of Joseph and his jealous brothers uh, and the uh, uh, musical Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. There you go. 
There you go. That's right. That's exactly what it is. Uh, well done. Sounds like Toby's got a new book, Put the Reindeer in the Barn. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Martinez's girlfriend attends K-State. That was the main reason he chose K-State. How do you people know some of this information? Amazing. It's amazing how much time people spend on message boards and, and social media. How they do you know, know that? You shouldn't know, know that. You creep. They do. What kind of hey, weirdo at least he's are in you? College. It's when they know where the high school kids' girlfriends are going and everything. <laughs> That's the weird part. Uh, here's another uh, bit of information for us. The new Oregon OC, Kellen, uh, Kenny Dillingham, was Bo Nix's OC quarterback coach his freshman year at uh, Auburn. There's that tie. All right. All right. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Very good. Uh, Toby, your uh, broadcast today reminds me of the old Mizzou broadcast days. Hmm. That's from Greg. I don't know. Old Mizzou broadcast days. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. All right, go ahead, TJ. Maybe Ooh, that'll click for us later. Caps. Hold on. TJ, you, read it. you all are caps. incorrect. It pays in the hundred thousands. Get it right. <laughs> I don't know what that's in reference to, but I like the fact well, that they're said, yelling at I you. I said you made thousands on that the, the broadcast tonight. <laughs> Say it's oh, on, yeah. it's in the hundreds of thousands. Uh, yeah. B. A. Boomer says Toby could call his movie Eight is Enough. Oh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> I like that. This person, uh, I think, is, is Dick Van Patten still alive? He can't be still alive, can he? Um, that, no, there's no way he's still alive. I wouldn't think so. No. I, I wonder how many sure. of those are still alive from Eight is Enough. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. That's an interesting question. Um, not. It's not really that interesting. No, it's not. Uh, I don't know if this person is unhappy with you or not. I want you to Probably. change the uh, storyline because it says it's a story. Everyone lived happily ever after. Um, well, I mean, I think that all depends on the direction we want to take the movie. Do we want to make it a heartfelt family Christmas movie? Then yes. Some maybe some uh, reindeer go wayward, but in the end, everybody lives happily ever after. Or do we want to make it artsy and a little darker and maybe not everyone? Maybe Donner stays in prison, you know? Maybe... Maybe some other things happen that aren't so delightful. So, I don't know. We're going to have to sit down with Scorsese and see what direction he wants to take the movie. Um, All we can do is have the brilliant ideas, TJ. Right. It's Ultimately, it's up to the director. We'll end it on this one. Unhitch the Slay, the story of jealousy, envy, and murder. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, I told you we would uh, give the Bull Mania updates there, but TJ selfishly used the entire segment for himself. So we will do that uh, much like I would imagine Dasher would be. Uh, we will hit the Bull Mania standings top of next hour. Back after this. Call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve